The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask God for the grace to see and care for the whole person, including myself. Our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Our contemporary voice is C.S. Lewis. The command, be ye perfect, is not idealistic gas, nor is it a command to do the impossible. He is going to make us into creatures that can obey that command. He said in the Bible that we were gods, and he is going to make good his words. If we let him, for we can prevent him if we choose, he will make the feeblest and filthiest of us into a god or goddess, a dazzling, radiant, immortal creature pulsating all through with such energy and joy and wisdom and love as we cannot now imagine, a bright, stainless mirror which reflects back to God perfectly, though, of course, on a smaller scale, his own boundless power and delight and goodness. The process will be long and in parts very painful. But that is what we are in for. Nothing less. He meant what he said. Let these words sink into your soul.
reflection this week is by Sarah Otto. I imagine many of us enter the season of Lent with an initial fervor, laden with sacrifices and penances, attempting to white-knuckle our way to perfection. We may not consciously think we're attempting perfection, but the focus on our own efforts reveals that intention. Fortunately, this gospel taken from Jesus's famous Sermon on the Mount reveals a different understanding of perfection. The focus of this reading is more about our God whose love shows no bounds, who makes the sun rise on the evil and the good, sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous those who maintain their Lenten practice, and those who inevitably mess up. God's love is radical, inclusive, boundless. And Jesus is calling us to that kind of love. Now, this does not mean we have to deny our feelings about people we are struggling with, to be overly pious and act like all of our judgments and negative sentiments have been wiped away. People can still annoy and frustrate us. That's the reality of being human and living in relationship with one another. And God does not want us to pretend in our prayer. We can be honest with God about how we feel about others we are struggling with. Because when we do, we are still bringing them to prayer. And bringing them before a God who loves that individual uniquely as God loves each of us uniquely. And hopefully in doing that, we begin to see that person in that light as more than their faults, as a beloved child of God. The Greek word for perfect is completion, or in other words, whole. So I have to believe the invitation in this reading is not the unattainable perfection we so often think, but the invitation to see the whole of each person, especially those we may be struggling with at the moment, and to see that the kingdom of God is not complete without them. And perhaps sometimes even harder, recognizing yourself as whole. You too are more than your faults and weaknesses. I know I can so easily fall prey to guilt and despair when I lose my patience with my kids, and I assume that I am a terrible mother. But Jesus beckons me to see beyond that, to see the good and the bad, the successes and the mistakes, and trust that God's light and love shine on it all, and it is the light that reveals both sides and invites me to continue growing. A key value in Jesuit education is the idea of cura personalis, care of the whole person, body, mind, and soul. Our spirituality must integrate all of these, otherwise it is not complete. I think it's a strong Jesuit principle because it is something Ignatius had to learn himself after years of abuse. As he lived in the cave in Manresa shortly after his conversion, Ignatius abused his body as a way to train his flesh, or so he thought, which he considered so sinful, who was in charge. But this did not lead him closer to God. He was so focused on his mistakes of his past that he did not see the gifts and graces God had given him. 
Years later, as a superior general of the Jesuits, we read in a number of letters Ignatius penned toward younger Jesuits an urgent request to take better care of their health. If we are to be a reflection of God, as C.S. Lewis writes about in today's contemporary reflection, we have to envision and care for others as well as for ourselves, as God envisions and cares for us. Body, mind, soul, good, bad, successes, failures. This is what will bring the kingdom of God to fullness, to wholeness, to perfection. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. God of boundless compassion. Help me to see myself and others with the eyes of grace. Help me to see the beauty and dignity of each person much more clearly than I see their brokenness and inconsistencies. And when I do see faults in myself or others, may I do so with compassion and love. You love me as I am, Lord. Help me to do the same. Amen.